0: 630 Chad inside sports with Reed Wilkins weekdays at 6 on 630
1: Chad oh there it is unchained beauty (laughs) all right Mike Smith in the quote-unquote starters net, the home team goal at Oilers' practice today. Miko Koskinen also on the ice. Ilya Kanovalov, the taxi squad goalie, was on the ice as well. Didn't really do much in the drills. So the Oilers uh, wound up with 12 forwards and 60 on the ice after Yamamoto went off and the extra forward, which was going to be Dylan Holloway, got to skate with Fogle and settle That's your update there. Get more on that on 630 global globalnews.ca. Just go to the Oilers page, 780 And uh, we are also accepting requests for uh, a Van Halen song you would like to hear coming back from break. We can't play the entire song. This isn't campus radio, though I'm sure I'm headed there someday. But we'll throw in a little rock and roll when we can. I did that uh, before, okay, but... <laughs> okay, so we, we went to break. I thought Carolina had scored. It was the replay of an earlier goal, but then while we were doing the news, Carolina did score, D'Angelo, and then Kachuk scored 51 seconds later. So 340 left in the second period. It is Carolina 4, Calgary 2. Capitals and Blues tied 1-1 with five minutes Left in the first Sprong and Krug, the goal scorers in that game. Sprong and Krug. Sounds like an act you'd see at the fringe or something. I'm going to see Sprong and Krug. Very acrobatic bunch. Mixed in a lot of comedy. It's pretty good. Okay, so the Oilers' tough goal yesterday on the show uh, focused a lot on save percentage and goaltending. And I'll just quickly recap what I, what I told you yesterday in case you missed it. Or it is note, or if you're gathering around the dinner table with your family and you want to make sure grandpa and grandpa know what I said yesterday, the Oilers' five on five save percentage is uh, 9.09. That's 29th in the NHL out of 32 teams. So yesterday I said to myself, well, what if they were middle of the pack? The team right in the middle, 16th, is Anaheim at 9.23. So if the Oilers had a 9.23 five on five save percentage, they would have allowed 12 fewer goals against. And I got a buddy who does analytics and I said, okay, you know, that's, that's cool. But sometimes, you know, one extra goal against doesn't necessarily mean you you win or get a, get into a shootout or overtime. And he said, he figures, you know, if you, about every five and a half goals is two points. So by his math, that means four, maybe five extra points the Oilers would have in the standing. So not a ton, but they'd be more comfortably in a playoff position than they are right now. One of the other things that we're looking at here is an extreme drop off, uh, drop off in special teams over the course of these 13 games. Uh, the Oilers power play has not done well. It's at 18.8%. It's still second in the NHL. It's been passed by the St. Louis blues. They're at 30.2%. The Oilers are at 30.1. Now, 18.8% is not a great power play, and obviously the Oilers have very high expectations with their power play, but it's not season-killing. You know, 18.8%, given the Oilers' expectations, yes, it's not great, but you're going to have spells where it might not click. You might have a 2-for-10 stretch, 3-for-17, whatever it is. So 188 a drop-off, but that's not... The the primary reason that they've gone two nine and two, it's contributed. Uh, it hasn't helped because they're not grade five on five. But that stat alone, I, I would put at lower down on the list of problems that the orders have been having over the last thirteen games. Me personally, the penalty kill uh, much much worse. I mean, for a lot of the season, it was in the top three in the NHL. They they had they had a the number one power play, and for much of those first twenty one games, you know the the PK was second or third in the NHL. Well. Since the uh, since this slump started, the Oilers penalty killing is only at 68.4%. And now it's a middle of the pack penalty kill for the season, 15th at 80.6%. So it was way up there I and mean, it was high 80s for a lot of the season. And uh, now they, they can't get a kill or at least it seems, you know, at least once a game, they're giving up a power play goal against two nights ago against the Leafs. Bang, power play goal off a faceoff, or this couldn't clear the puck and in it goes. And that turns out to be the game winner for Mikheyev. So I I said to Dave Tippett today, you're below 70% over the last 13 games. What is changed? What's the problem?
0: I think there was a number of things early on. You know, we were losing, using a lot of different defensemen when our defensemen were hurt. There between, especially Nurse and Keith and uh, Cece are all out. They're key cogs of it. But we just, uh, you know, the one the other night was we partially win the draw and the puck bounces out the wrong spot and it goes in the net. So we, your your penalty kill goes on strings like that sometimes. Hey, you got to try to take as least amount of penalties as you can. Two, you've got to try to give yourself the best chance to kill them. I've taken some of those mistakes out of them again. So it's uh, if there was one thing you could just put your finger on, you would. But we just seem to be leaking one a game here lately.
1: Uh, well, yeah, they are. They played the other night. they I mean, they actually won the face-off, and Cuckoo tried to flip it down the ice and was sort of under a bit of pressure, and it goes into the slot, and McKay scores. You know, fair comment. They've had some guys going in and out for sure. Um, Puck battles, lost face-offs, not enough saves. I I think that's all added up to the penalty kill dropping off a little bit here. I also think the Oilers are taking too many penalties. We've discussed that quite a bit lately, that they're getting one or two power plays a game and usually having three, four, sometimes five against them. So that's an issue. Uh, Rob explained how the penalty Bouchard took in the third period. The other night, probably preventable if he makes a safer play with the puck along the way. So it, that's really killing the Oilers. I, I, I do think, look, the, the power play should be good. And, and we hope it's going to be better. And there's nothing wrong with having the power play win you some games along the way. The Oilers have had to rely on it quite a bit. But you, you can survive droughts with the power play. You can't survive droughts with the penalty kill, and I think that's another big thing that's been hurting the Oilers here lately. So we'll see uh, if that improves here as we go along. Another thing I want to talk about, and, and again, this is with the context of focusing on goaltending yesterday and, and goal prevention. And I played that clip from Craig Button on TSN saying that it, it's hard in his mind. It's hard to evaluate the Oilers' other problems until they got until they start getting more saves. Fair enough. You know, that's, that's a fair point. We, we talk a lot about bottom six goals, depth scoring. Well, first of all, if you're only allowing a couple of goals a night, the pressure is off Colton Sevier or Zach Cassian or Devin shore or whoever to score, you know, the, the pressure is off if you only got to get to three to win and plus those guys don't play a lot. So. I, I, that is one thing I will say. And I, I've been one who have said that the bottom six doesn't score enough. I also don't think they play enough. I, I mean, if you're a depth player and you're getting eight or nine minutes and then you're being criticized for not scoring, what, what was the Peter Klima clip from 1990 year? You need, you know, you need a pretty long stick to score from the bench. So take that for what it's worth. But I, I do want to bring this up in terms of how the Oilers attack or perhaps how they don't attack. Now, I think they have some players who are more willing to do it. Colton Sevier, who, look, is is absolutely a fourth-line player. You know who he is. You know what you're going to get up get out of him. Why can he be effective at times? Because he gets the puck, he works for it, and he throws it into the blue, blue paint. Bad angle, whatever. Toss it at the net. I, I think when Benson and McLeod have had better moments in recent games, win races to the puck, win puck paddles, get it quickly to the net, create a little bit of chaos, hack away at it, keep it alive, try to score the greasy goals. You know, as, as you watch the, the playoffs and the teams that go deep, obviously they're skilled. Obviously they have great goaltending, but they're not just relying only on those two things. Those are important elements, but another element is they play with almost a curiosity around the other team's net. And, and I say that, I'm not using furious in terms of anger. Or aggression. I'm talking that. I'm talking about that in terms of sort of the the pace and the the desperation and the drive they have around the net. Throw it to the net. Go to the net. Hack at it. Lift the defenseman's stick. Get your butt in the goalie's face. Hack at the puck. Shoot it. Shoot it in there. Maybe it hits a skate. Maybe you get a rebound. Just keep it alive. Whack it around. And I feel that sometimes. Uh, the Oilers are are spending too much time looking for the, the sure goal, the pretty goal, where I'm not going to shoot unless I have an open net and I can just flip it in after four spectacular passes. Now, as we know, McDavid and Dreisaitl can pull that off, even though sometimes I still think they should shoot more, despite the fact that they lead the team in shots on goal. But I, I think, you know, you, you see these, these two guys go out there and, and do what they can do. That doesn't mean that the other guys on the team, even if you play on a line with McDavid and Dreisaitl, I don't think you have to have that mentality. That's like, well, I guess we got to score pretty goals and pass it around a lot. Rob Brown has said it a million times, and most players who played in the NHL in the past will tell you, no coach is going to get upset with you for shooting and just throwing it at the net. Now, yes, there are lower percentage shots. I'm not saying you want to just get across the blue line and take a 70-foot wrister. But if you're down below the top of the circle, below the the hash marks, the face-off dots, even at even if you're at a sharp angle, I'd like to see the puck go to the net more, and I'd like to see more bodies going to the net. Like it's to me, it's just this all-round mentality where it 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 almost seems like the Oilers are too keen on keeping possession of the puck and just not creating chaos in front of the other team's net. Now, yes, you have to have the puck for something to happen, but in my mind, especially if you're on the third or fourth line, there's a point where it's like, okay, we got the puck. We're probably not skilled enough to now make four one-touch passes so somebody gets a tap in. We got to blast it at the goalie's feet or at his pads and see what happens. Again, Sevier did that the other night to Jack Campbell. He shot from a sharp angle. Campbell juggled it, and then that set up, The next time Sevier was in that position, Campbell's expecting shot, and he passes to Perlini, who was able to score. So, yes, you scored off a pass, but it was because earlier in the game, you kind of maybe tipped your hand saying, Hey, Campbell, I'm just going to blast it at you no matter where I I am, from where I am, and Campbell's expecting that. And then Perlini's open for the pass, and I think Campbell was a split second slower getting across because he wasn't expecting it. So I asked Dave Tippett today, "Are you busy enough around the net in terms of just throwing the puck into the goalie's feet, looking for rebounds, and seeing what happens?"
0: Well, we, we're spending enough time in there. I think on the you know the fancy stats, we have we're the number one possession team in the league in the offensive zone with puck possession. Now that being said, there's I agree with there's more times that we can get people in pucks to the net more, and or have the opportunity to get pucks through to the net more with people there and that's something we've been talking about i think we've been better at it the last little while you'd like to see that generate or turn into goals and possibly uh penalties drawn but we've got to have that mindset to continue to get there but that being said people can get there but the pucks got to get there also
1: well what did he say i mean First of all, number one in puck possession. So by that, he's saying tracking the amount of time that the offensive team actually is in control of the puck in the zone. The Oilers are number one, according to the stats he has. So what we have here, in my mind, is is a football team that can drive the ball but can't get touchdowns. They get yards, but they can't get touchdowns. They're settling for field goals, or they make it to midfield and punt, or, the, or they turn the ball over. That's the Oilers offensively. And more people, more pucks to the net. And as I was saying, everybody on those lines, and maybe even if you're with McDavid and Dreisaitl, just know that that is where the puck is going and where the puck is going immediately when you have a second to do it, not after the third, fourth, or fifth, or sixth pass. Get it in there, get it into the goalie's feet. And Tippett said something very interesting. It will lead to more goals and lead to more penalties drawn. What have we been saying earlier over the, what is it over the last six games? I think the Oilers have had seven power plays and the two against the Rangers weren't even the full two minutes because they were Ranger power plays where they took a penalty to make it four on four. And then the Oilers got an abbreviated man advantage. So if you put the puck in the scoring area, the closer to the net it is, the more likely the other team's going to foul you. They're they're not going to, they're not as likely to foul you if, if if, you know you're working the puck around the outside and never taking a shot because they're not too concerned about where the puck is. And if you look at those goals the Leafs got, the first two goals the Leafs got the other night, as skilled as they are, what were they doing? Just shooting. The one shot goes wide, comes off the backboard. Smith loses the net a little bit, goes in off his leg. Now, maybe Tavares would have jammed it in anyway. Either way, that's a goal. And then the Brody goal intentionally shoots it into a crowd of people. Compare that to, I think, sometimes the Oilers have defensemen who will – pass up the shots and and maybe hang on to it and drag it into the middle or pass it because, you know, well, I I don't know if I'm going to get it through. Well, if you don't know if you're going to get it through, fair enough, but it also might hit something and take a, a favorable bounce. So to me, that's another little detail in the offensive end that the Oilers can work on. I think it would help the success of the third and fourth lines. I think it would help the productivity of the third and fourth lines, which are things we've been talking about. And maybe ultimately it could help draw more penalties which will help the skill guys get back on track on the power play. So interesting what Tippett said there. It is 648. You can get in touch at 780-496-0063. This is fun. My buddy Blake Dermott is coming up tonight. We'll talk a little football with him. It's Inside Sports on Chet. What do we have here, Kellen?
0: This one was requested by Ryan, and
1: you wanted to hear Atomic Punk from the very first Van Halen album. NBA. Well, I don't know about you, but I've heard Ryan is a bit of an Atomic Punk himself. <laughs> Can't ham for Ryan. Yes. All right. This is I like when we do the song request. It's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Makes me feel like I'm Les Nessman. No, wait, he was the news guy, wasn't he? He was the news guy, yes. Yes, he was the news guy. (laughs) Do you have the uh, prices on pork bellies, hog futures? Well, we got canned ham, so we got a version (laughs) of pork. We got to do, yeah. We're sort of doing the same type of thing. (laughs) Hope everybody's having a great Friday night. Yeah, Jalen Nye asked me when I was on her show at the end what my plans were for 8 o'clock tonight. I I realized I I had not even thought that far ahead. I I won't go to bed at 8. That's too early. (laughs) That's... I can't, even if I'm tired, I can't go to bed that, that early. I'm, I'm a little more of a night owl. I'm, I'm not an early riser for sure. Especially when it's minus 30 first thing in the morning. All right. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. If you'd like to talk about the, uh, the Oilers or whatever, <laughs> or, uh, send in. A uh, Van Halen song you would like to hear coming back from commercial, and we'll try. We don't have a ton of opportunities to do that. I think we'll, we'll have three or four left between now and the end of the show, but we'll try to. Yes. we'll try to squeeze yours in. A ton of slots left for the second hour, so get them in. All right. So uh, Oilers practicing today, as I mentioned, Dylan Holloway was on the ice the uh, prospect likely to go to Bakersfield here soon play down there then we shall see if he'll be able to fit in with the Edmonton Oilers uh, we've talked a lot too about self-inflicted wounds for the Oilers over the course of this tough stretch and Dave Tippett today spoke about game management
0: i mean we've talked trying to talk a lot about game management you know you're in a tight game 2-2 game in the third period you got to make sure that little plays get made it doesn't have to be a great play through a guy's legs every time you you can make a simple play to push the game along or, you know, get a puck in that's just, you're not taking risky risky chances, you know. So we continue. The, the biggest thing, that I, game management is a big part of winning, right, and to manage the game right and take some of those mistakes out of it and don't put yourself in a position where you have to make a mistake or your your the chances of making a mistake are, are more. So these are things we talk about all the time. we got to get them out of our game.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good point. Todd McClellan used to say sometimes you have to punt. I think in the game against Toronto, Rob spoke about Bouchard not making a great decision with the puck, forcing a play, led to his penalty, uh, leading to which it would have been the first goal the other night. Drysaddle near the end of his shift, tries to stick handle and beat a guy inside the offensive blue line, gets turned over. They score the goal off the backboards. Little things like that. Now, I think it, It builds up a bit as well when you're in a losing streak, when you're in a slump, you start thinking like, okay, I got to try to make a play to get something going. And then this kind of snowballs a little bit, but I I do see that from the Oilers, maybe not enough just making the simple play too much. Okay. We get, we got to force it here. We got to get it going late in the game. You're down one or two. Okay. Sometimes you have to do it. You have to take some chances Uh, but you don't have to do it when the game is under control or you're only down a goal, which the Oilers should be quite used to being down a goal because whatever they're at now, I can't even remember what it's at, 21 of the last 25 they've allowed the first goal of the game. So game management, another thing to consider. It's a lot of these things at once, save percentage dropping, PK dropping, power play dropping, depth scoring dropping, game management, not as intelligent for the Oilers. All these things happening at once, and that's why they are where they are right now. They have a chance Monday to get back at it, 6 o'clock face-off show here on 630 Shed, game at 8 against the Ottawa Senators. We'll have Gord Wilson from the Senators' broadcast booth later on as the Senators had their game tomorrow postponed, by the way, so that is also their next game coming up Monday against the Oilers. This will be fun. We'll talk some Elks, a little NFL, and maybe even some Oilers and hockey stuff with Blake Dermott next on Inside Sports.